So Clay, when you graduated from college, how would you describe your personal fashion style back when Clay started working as a professional? It was terrible. Do tell. I look at, well, I don't know. I look at pictures or video, you know, you and I have both spent some time on stages. And so that stuff is captured. And I just look back and think, what was I doing? I, I don't have a great, I don't like my sense of fashion or style. I wish I was better at that. And I feel the same way. I don't know why nobody, I, I knew clothes came with sizes. I don't know why I ignored them because <laughs> nothing fit. And I, it's it's so simple. Like, why was I going extra large on everything? Was that just a carryover from the baggy 90s? Or did I feel comfortable in that? Because uh, I clearly weighed less then than I do now. So it's not like I was trying to cover anything. It was like, why, why was everything, why did everything look like I was wearing my dad's clothes? You and I have been recording some episodes where we've kind of been going back in the time machine to when we first started our career. We've talked about rebranding, all that kind of stuff. And today what we want to talk about is just some keep, stop, start there's something I've been I've been very influenced recently by Ryan Holiday's teaching or his writings, and we've referenced some of those on the podcast. Stephen Pressfield as well. When we talked to the episodes about turning pro, they talk a lot about this sense of personal agency, right? This idea that we have some say over the inputs and the outcomes in our life, and just how powerful personal agency is. Probably over the last six weeks, maybe maybe for the theme so far for 2023 is me just exploring this idea of personal agency in my life. One of the four pillars of personal agency or one of the ways that we exhibit that is this idea that Albert Bandura talked about correction or excuse me, reflection and correction. You reflect on your life and then you make some corrections based on on what you're reflecting. And so I think today we're just trying to tap into that a little bit of just going if we reflect back on our life, what are some things we maybe want to correct? And I love just the simple prompts of keep stop start. So anybody can do this right now. Just pick a season in your life and go, if I could go do that season again, what would I keep doing, start doing, stop doing? And just write some things down. And there's going to be some learnings and some principles that you can apply to today. And so so that that was one of the questions I wanted us just to bat around here a little bit. If we could go back right after we graduated, keep, stop, start. So we both would change our style a little bit or buy clothes that fit. (laughs) That's what we would would do. But more seriously, I came up with three things and I just want to share my three and then then, uh, prompt some for you. You wrote these down. Yeah, I did. I I wrote them down. And uh, so the, the first thing that I would keep doing is I would keep reading. I don't know. I credit Michael Crichton in the book, Jurassic Park, somewhere, I think after I graduated from college that summer, I read Jurassic Park. It blew my mind and it opened up the world of books to me. As crazy as that is, I never was a reader. I never wanted to read. I never read for pleasure. Reading was always was always a challenge. I read Jurassic Park and then I read uh, Grisham's The Firm and then I read The Pelican Brief. And then for the rest of my life, I have been a reader and it has enriched my life probably more than I know. And when I go around and teach now and work with clients, I'm often referencing what I read. And I get asked a lot, hey, what, what is one or two resources you would recommend on this subject? And, I, and I'm always baffled by that because it's never one or two resources. I mean, I can recommend a few books on certain topics, but it's the entire library. It's, it's reading. It's all of it. It all connects together. 
And, um, and so I'm really glad that somebody, I think it was my buddy, Jeff, that gave me the book Jurassic Park that opened up my eyes to the power of reading and learning. And, and just, uh, really, it really is just interacting with somebody's ideas that are not mine. That, that really Mm -hmm. is the, the principle there that has been helpful. So that's one thing I would absolutely keep doing if I could go back and start all over again. Uh, what's the next one? What's, what would you stop? Stop doing is I would stop ignoring the power of networking and relationships. Mm. That's what I really mean by that networking. Uh, maybe one of the more interesting speaking gigs I had, I think it was January of this year was the junior achievement, uh, out in, um, in Tarrant County. So it was a bunch of high school kids and they wanted me to talk about networking and I had about 10 minutes and I'd never, I mean, I would not say I was a networker. And I came up with this definition of networking that I, I really liked. I was like, it's so simple. And it was just, I, I basically just said, networking is going around making as many friends as you possibly can because you never know what's going to happen and where those will lead. And I, I wish I would have known that when I graduated from college, that that's all networking is and make as many friends as I can. And it is so easy nowadays to network with social media. That's especially that is such a great way to use those tools uh, to keep track with people. And I, I just feel like I was so focused on the here and now. And if I met somebody, I never really thought about maintaining a relationship with them. And that's something that I would stop doing uh, if I could go back and do it all over again. Because those relationships, not only do they make life more rich and meaningful. Uh, but then from a business perspective, they can be very helpful uh, as well down the road. I was listening to Danny Meyer. Mm-hmm. You familiar with Danny Meyer? Yeah. The, he's got the- Shake Shack you know, and all those restaurants. He, that's right. He's got some remarkable restaurants in New York. And then now he's scaling Shake Shack to all over the place. But Danny Meyer said, uh, ABCD so you can ABCD. Hmm. Always be collecting dots so you can always be connecting dots. Ah, that's so good. And I feel like that is so true in relationships, to be collecting relationships, right? And not just uh, – the thing I like about it is it's not consumer. It's not just collecting no. them for me, but it's because you never know when you're going to be able to connect someone or connect to something someone is doing or connect someone with something someone else is doing. And that is a, that is a rich gift. That's a real um, – that is a real additive – benefit that you add to the yep. world if you can ABCD so you can ABCD. Yeah, I like that. It's right. so well said. That's easy to remember it, with all of that. And really you're right. Is. And you do bring up a good point because with my network, it is it is maybe more fun to connect to other people in my network than it is just for me to have a connection mm. to get some of my own business uh, or get something that's very self-serving out of it. So you're right. It's just, it's multifaceted. It's very meaningful. It just makes you not feel alone. And so I wish I would have just opened up my eyes to the power of that. And then if I was going to uh, to start doing something, and I, I don't need to belabor this because I feel like I've talked about it tons of times, it would just be, again, remembering that trust is built through that technical competence uh, early in my career. And so I would have just focused on technical competence uh, early, earlier than I did. I'm glad my eyes finally opened up to the power of that. And that was a, gr- a great way for me to gain influence was to show that I'm technically proficient in my job. But anyway, just as I go back in that time machine and reflect and correct a little bit. And so how does that help me today? Where that helps me today is to remember to continue to be a technical expert, uh, continue. Can, you, to can keep, I pause you there? Yeah. What's an example of that? Like give, what's an example of a technical skill that you feel like you have developed later or wish you to develop earlier? Oh, golly. I mean, let's even just go, um, I mean, let's just do podcasting, right? Just podcasting, learning how to capture audio, how to get things out there, 
uh, learning how to do some video editing for our own personal brand, uh, learning how to yeah. write a keynote message, how to, how to structure that, learning how to tell a story in front of people, uh, learning how to write better emails. I mean, lo- lots of little things like that along the way that I felt like have been some, some technical things. Now, back in the early career, it was learning how to audit fixed assets better, learning how to write footnotes better, learning how to put together a statement of cash flows. Those were all the technical things that I needed to learn to do as an accountant. Um, but, but that, that aspect never, uh, never stopped. And so, yeah, so that technical competence, uh, still being able to do that, still keep reading and learning and growing and just, uh, just, Find and value these relationships. Again, that's where there's so much meaning in what we do are found in these relationships. And so that's where some correction and reflection have been helpful for me. What comes to mind for you? Uh, Keep, I would say, keep working on uh, communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, that feels easy for me to say because that is what I do now. But I am so grateful that I spent so much time. I, I mean, I remember being 19 years old working at the admissions office at Georgia Tech giving the engineering info session yep. once a week. I remember telling the Bible story at the church that I was going to. I remember at the 75th anniversary of our fraternity of hosting that event. I mean, really small, inconsequential moments that I'm so glad that I was consistently investing in the ability to stand on a stage and speak because now it has developed a skill yeah. that now I'm able to use. But there are tons of those. I mean, that's similar to what you just said, those technical competencies. I would say start. Uh, I wish I would have journaled earlier and more often. Okay, I like and that. And I'll tell you what's made me think about that is I wish I had a journal for the shelter-in-place season during COVID. Okay, yeah. Because I think we're, we're now getting far enough away from it. I mean, I remember when we were in the middle of it and I was like, this is unforgettable. Like, yeah, I'm never going never gonna to forget, forget what, yep. how unusual this is. And I've forgotten. I mean, I, I remember in general the season, but yeah. I would love to know, like, what did we do on a Tuesday? Yes. Because it was not what we're doing this Tuesday. No. I mean, it was very, very, very different. different. And that just made me think in general, I wish I would have started... Uh, writing things, capturing my thoughts. I mean, really as a, as a way to what you just said, I love the way you introed it to, to re- reflect so that you can correct. Yep. Uh, journaling is just a shortcut on reflection, uh, especially for someone like me who I live out in the future. I do not, I need some ways to remember the past. Ah, better. So good. I wish I would have started doing that yeah. and then stop. I would say, stop worrying about where my career is going to end up. Yeah, that's good. I think I was so consumed. I think it's important to know what you want to, what you think you want to do next. Right. I don't know how important it is to think about what do I want to always be, or what do I want to be doing in 20, 30 years? Because whatever you think it is right now is not what it's going to be. And I wish I just would have worked that, that question. It, for some reason, for me, it, um, it really, uh, it, it, it was always an, an accuser in my life. I felt yep. like it was always saying, you don't really know and you need to know and you yep. better not, you better hope they don't ask you because if they ask you, you better have an answer ready. That's right. And even now, I think back to the answer that I would have given then is not not what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's not what no, I'm you're exactly going right. to be doing. No, you're exactly right. This isn't just a trip down memory, memory lane just to laugh. There's some things that we're bringing here today uh, that are going to help us with all of that. And, and I think that's the encouragement for us as team leaders, or here's the to-do this week with this episode for team leaders, is just throw this out at your next team meeting. I mean, this is a great question 
just to get some conversation going. You'll probably laugh about a few things along the way, like you and I were laughing about our fashion sense when we first graduated from college. So it'll, it'll go a bunch of different directions. But I think what it could cause us to do, if we go back and think about, if we could start our career over again, what would we keep, start, and stop doing? And then how is that impacting today? I, I think it's going to make us better. So it's a great way to do or a, an exercise in a team meeting, start an offsite, uh, whatever it is. Use that question. Ask those and just see where things go. I love it. Yeah, right. if you do it, I guarantee it'll lead to something good. Yeah, that's good. All right, Clay. It's one of those great, great investments. Yeah, great to be with you, Adam. Thanks. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time. 